listening to Mike and John Got It Going On, a Livingston County-based podcast that's based in, well, Livingston County. And now, Mike and John. Nice pencil. Here we go. Thursday, final day of March. Yeah. And you know what we forgot to do yesterday? What did we forget? Was give the answer to the uh, the question that we asked on our Facebook page right. about parents. The number one thing they thought you should give your child, we asked what it is. We got a lot of great answers. Great answers, like food, advice, <laughs> love. You do need to feed your children. I'm sorry. I... One came close, but didn't really nail it. Okay. The answer the... was the number one thing you should give your child is a good name. A good, good name. name. Not just a name. No. A good name. A good name. Like, so, yeah, you have to name your kid. Otherwise, you're right. saying, kid, kid, <laughs> come right. here. Well, some names you hear, and it's not even some, it's the name sometimes. Just like, whoa. Uh, like, you know, look, if you're Frank Zappa, you can name your daughter Moon Unit. No, you can't. Okay. But you can't. When you're a celebrity, you can't. You get that leverage. You, right? I mean, I. why do you hate your children when you do that? But okay. Um, but sometimes when you're like, you're not a celebrity. Why are you naming your child, you know, Box? Box. <laughs> <laughs> These are my kids, so, Box and Sack. Hey, Box and Sack, what what are you doing? Sack and Box. What are you doing? Or spellings. Yeah. Some spellings on names yeah. you're like, why yeah, you, that's why too you, cutesy. Why are you, or it, you're, you're, you're condemning your child to a lifetime of like, no, no. It's, it's spelled Mark spelled with a P. Hey, we had to... <laughs> <laughs> the P, the P is silent. What the hell? It's like when we named our son Jonathan, right. not after John, but we had O N at the end, right? And everybody else spelled it A N, and it wasn't. It was just probably because that's how we thought it should be spelled. I mean, it I've seen on both, but, but yeah. that's it, not so bad. The more common name was like Joe Nathan, yeah, you know, <laughs> like yours, right? Oh yeah. So, but yeah, that that was the biggest. Well, there's thing. no E, but no, there's no E. <laughs> the E is silent. So a good name. Now you know. So okay. if you have kids that are having kids, your future grandchildren, a good name. Fair enough. All right. We've got a lot coming up today. Uh, the less you know with Rich Pearlberg coming up, a controversy concerning a subdivision here in Livingston County and yeah. the lake. Yeah, lake access. It uh, in a, a lawsuit, and it could affect uh, lake uh plot owners. Oh, I was going to say, I've never been to Lake Access. Statewide, potentially. Yeah. So we'll talk to an individual involved in that coming up. So we get to that, our two-cent history lesson and a visit to the Torch 180. Yeah. All that coming up after Gigo News, of course, we're brought to you by our friends at Firehouse Doors. All right, thank you. Here's what's going on. A lane closure will be in effect this weekend as part of the ongoing I-96 Flex Route project. According to the Michigan Department of Transportation, beginning at 8 p.m. Friday, westbound I-96 will have one lane open from I-275 to Kent Lake Road through 5 a.m. Monday for drainage work, pavement repair, shoulder paving, and bridge work. There will also be short-term intermittent ramp closures. The I-96 Flex Route project includes rebuilding the freeway, the median shoulders for use during peak periods, sign upgrades, and active traffic management installation, including intelligent transportation systems equipment. Over electronic message boards will alert drivers with speed advisories and travel information once the flex route project is completed. You'll find uh, all the details about this weekend's lane closures on our website, mikeandjohnpodcast.com. There's been another delay in the trial for a Genoa Township teen charged with murder. 18-year-old Max Bastine, who was charged with second-degree murder, felony firearm, and carrying a concealed weapon, had originally been set to stand trial in January. It was then moved to April 1st to allow the parties to continue and plead 
discussions. But court records now indicate that trial's been adjourned again, this time to June 6th. Authorities say Bastine was a passenger in a vehicle driven by a Brighton man October 9th of 2020 when he shot 18-year-old Christopher Grant Alexander in the head with a semi-automatic handgun in a dispute over a marijuana transaction in Pontiac. Bastine, who remains jailed without bond, faces up to life in prison if convicted as charged. A Livingston County teenager with a passion for politics is living out his dream this week thanks to an organization that helps grant wishes to young people with cancer. 18-year-old Ethan Conley of Howell and his family are spending the week in Washington, D.C., courtesy of an organization called Nick's Wish Foundation. Conley was diagnosed with anaplastic large cell lymphoma last summer, just before he turned 18. While undergoing chemotherapy, he learned about Nick's Wish Foundation, which grants wishes to young adults who are fighting cancer. Conley, who's now cancer-free, said his wish was to go to Washington, D.C. because he'd always loved studying U.S. history and was very interested in politics. On Tuesday, Conley and his parents had a private meeting with 8th District Congresswoman Alyssa Slotkin in her D.C. office. The Congresswoman said she was honored to meet with Conley and his family and inspired by Ethan's strength and resilience as a cancer survivor. Earlier this year, Ethan received a personal letter from President Joe Biden, who said he and the First Lady would be keeping Ethan in their prayers. When he returns to Michigan, Ethan will be preparing for his freshman year at Central Michigan University, where he received a scholarship. He'll be playing the trumpet in the Chippewa Marching Band. And that's what's going on. All right, it's uh, it's Thursday. Today is Eiffel Tower Day. It's also She's Funny That Way Day, a day for <laughs> us to salute women that make us laugh. Okay. It's also World Backup Day. I'm assuming computers. Back that thing up. And Bunsen Burner Day. We're going to get into the two-cent history lesson a little bit later on. All right. Um, we have some new additions to the uh, the pod pad. Uh, what, what exactly do we use? They're kind of peachy. You're, you're talking about our grapefruit body butter. Ooh. Uh, this was given to us yesterday. I made a, a stop over at uh, Torch 180. And um, we'll, uh, well, should we show that now? We. How long is it? It's not that long. Who's That's this? what she said. Yeah, hey, walked right into that yes, one. Yes, he did. I owed him one. All right, so, so yeah, John made it. I didn't. I wasn't able to make the trip to the torch, but John made a, tor- a trip to Torch One Eighty to see our friend Victoria. And and did you leave a few gifts? I did. All right, I did. Good news. So all right. Torch so all right. So uh, stop by the torch yesterday, and um, and here's here's what happened. All right. So, uh, basically, congratulations to Madonna Waltz, uh, the winner of our lunch for two. And, uh, of course, uh, always fun to visit with Victoria. Yes. yes. Um, I'm going next time. I couldn't make it this time. Now, we did the drive. Apparently, I was napping. Well, that's there's the bus. You mean you, you walked me into Mike. that joke? I, I, <laughs> I see. I, that's a, All right, so, so that's, let's get to the. Uh, the so anyway, as I was as stuff. I was leaving, uh, one of the ladies there at the torch, uh, Torch 180, came out and said, "You know, hey, we've got these samples. If you'd like to, if you'd like this body butter, grapefruit body butter." And I'm so like, does it smell like grapefruit? Yeah. So I was going to say, let's try some. And they gave us oh, they gave us two, one? one for each. So there's yours. Um, so we good. got our body butter. But so anyway. Are we, are we supposed well, to? Well, you don't have to open yours. But oh, open yours. Yeah. Okay, hold right. on. Well, well, it's body butter time. We're, we're, we're running late again. And, and, all right. <laughs> all right, so. All right. How come so, there's an X through it? I think it might be a remainder item. Oh, I see. All right. These are like. So, ooh, it right. smells like grapefruit. So, don't eat it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Oh, my oh, skin feels so oh smooth. Oh, my God. Huh. I smell like a grapefruit. Yeah. <laughs> I smell like a grandma. <laughs> when I think of grapefruit, I think of my grandma. All right. Because she would have the, the grapefruit spoon. All right. All right. That's all I can put oh on. Oh, my God. What if we start breaking out in the middle? Uh, you know, I uh, I think I put on too much. 
<laughs> you got a little left over there on yeah, the side, it, okay. right there by oh, your, right there. your okay. headphones. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Thank you. Okay. Well, well, thank you for the body bump. Yes, <laughs> I feel very grateful. Right. <laughs> Does this supposed to do wondrous things I mean, for our skin? Well, here's what it says. The directions, by the way, say apply liberally well, to body. Well, you certainly did, especially on dry skin. Well, hold on, let me. Oh, <laughs> no. okay. Do not do the hemia tissue. Will you? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. well, thank you for the body butter, folks, over at Tours 180. Sure smells like grapefruit in here today. Sure does. <laughs> I feel like I've been to Florida <laughs> or something. Smell a vision on this thing. All right. Come on, get serious. Yes, it's All time right. for our community spotlight brought to you by Jordan Genso. Absolutely. Uh, of course, the, with the Genso team at Remax Platinum, Jordan enjoys teaching people about the real estate transaction process along with discussing current market conditions. So even if you're not currently looking to buy or sell and just want to have a worthwhile chat with a real estate professional, call Jordan, 248-444-9777. So basically, Jordan will tell you how to spend or make money. If you want to buy a house, he'll tell you how to spend it wisely. If you right. want to make money, selling your house. Hey. He'll help you out that you know, way. Too. The market is a fickle thing. You need somebody to help guide you through, and Jordan's the guy. And since we're talking housing right now. Yeah. Good morning. This is Nate. Hey, Nate. It's Mike Marino and John King. Nate Persato, uh, Persetto on the line with us from the uh, Glen Echo subdivision regarding a lawsuit and access to the lakes. Hey, how are you doing today? So, Nate, you and I talked. Yeah, you and I talked briefly uh, last night about this. Uh, that, that now there was a lawsuit that was brought. Was it back in in twenty twenty? Originally, um, originally I believe it started um, actually prior to that. Okay. Um, wow. With just a couple of people in the lawsuit before he actually, or the plaintiff actually had to move to file lawsuits against right. the so. so let's back this up. So the Glen Echoes. Hey, it's, by the way, it is World Backup Day. Yes, it is. So we're going to back. We're going to back up a little, <laughs> right? Yes. Okay. Now we pull back in. All right. So, uh, so Nate, uh, and so to, to back this up, basically, uh, several years ago, uh, an individual who's the plaintiff in this suit purchased uh, a. A, a, a property along Lake Shimong, correct? Correct. And he had direct lake access, so he bought shoreline property. No, no, oh. sir. He, he bought property that does have deeded lake access, just like the rest of the subdivision who he's now suing. I see. But the property itself was not lakefront, so there's a park that runs along right. uh, the south shore of Lake Shimong that is deeded to all the residents. It was actually gifted to the subdivision to use equally um, over 100 years ago. I think it was 101 years ago at this point. Um, okay. So he bought one of these properties, um, actually filed to have his taxes lowered because um, he was not lakefront technically, and then turned around and is now suing everyone for effective lakefront ownership. So, so what does he expect to get out of this? What's a, um, I, I'm not seeing the, the gain here. Um, yeah, he expects to get out of this um, what uh, riparian rights, um, basically turn his non-lakefront property into lakefront while restricting access to all of his neighbors who have shared this common ground in front of his house. So basically the park runs right in front of his house, between his house and the lake, and um, he stands to have all their docks removed and make that park his own land. And But he doesn't own that land. Well, according to this judge now, he kind of does. No, he, he owned it just like the rest of us deeded rights to share that land. And now he's basically um, sued and got a ruling in his favor to say that he would have riparian rights so that his property would extend through that park, through the lake. 
and um, you know that he would be able to restrict um, the access or use of all the other um, members of the community that should own shared rights to it. So, so basically, it becomes his land, no longer common land, and he can tell you, "Get off my lawn, kid." That kind of yeah, well, an attitude. He, he can tell you, get your docs out of here. Somehow, the, there's contradictions in this judgment. Basically, somehow, the judgment's saying that he would be granted riparian rights, as would the other new distinction front lot owners. Uh, we can double back to that in a minute. Um, that they would grant, uh, be granted riparian rights, and they would be able to keep their docks, but all other subdivision members or backlot owners would have to remove their docks and any permanent or semi-permanent items. Um, but however, somehow, even though they would now own this land, we would still have rights to effectively use the park on a daily basis, but not have our docks there. So, so you couldn't leave a kayak, you couldn't uh, have a fire ring, you couldn't have a, a float dock or anything like Picnic that table or- that you had that that, that the, the property owners there had had enjoyed those rights for a hundred years yes sir and all because this individual uh basically you, you th- I mean I, I mean we, we can't speak for this this individual and, we, and I guess we should say the lawsuit the individual I mean I, do you mind if I name who the plaintiff is um, you know that's up to you I'm yeah. uh, you know keep kind of names out of my mouth at this point okay. and um, you know I can agree and address anything you say right. but I'm not going to Well we could call him Neighbor X if you want. Okay. You know well, Neighbor it, X Neighbor X whose name is Matt Eichel he um, uh, and look this is pu- these, I'm, I'm not uh, it's, public it's, record. it's public record. Right. He's yes, the one sir. that filed the suit uh, and is is looking to restrict the 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 rights that other homeowners have enjoyed for all this time. The thing is, is that this has the potential to impact not just those people in Glen Echo subdivision, right? Oh, yeah, a huge potential to impact uh, not only the people on the subdivision and in this community, but this would set precedents throughout the state. You know, if this happens here, then there'll be legal precedents for someone else uh, to say, do the same thing on another lake. Um, also, um, it's all these docks for our subdivision owners that all have docks here. If they have to be pulled, now all these people who live here are going to be launching their boats regularly. And it's already a small parking lot at the launch that gets right. really crazy. Crowded on weekends, there'll be no use or access for pretty well anyone who wanted to come into the lake. So where does it go from here? I know that you uh, that uh, some of the homeowners there were planning to file an appeal on this judgment. Yeah, so the appeal was filed yesterday, and that's basically where it goes from here and the awareness we need to raise to help get other people involved, put attention on this, and just make sure that justice is served. Um, Like I say, the appeal was filed yesterday. Um, Basically, the appeal is looking to have this judgment overruled and thrown out. There's quite a bit of cause, but I won't speculate to which might um, grant that appeal. Nate, when you you talk about the docks, kind of paint this picture for the rest of us that haven't seen the area or you know are unfamiliar with when you say docks are we talking the the regular docks like you'd see in a a regular uh lake where you have 10 12 boats lined up and docks in between them or what what are we talking here yes sir so just a normal standard dock you know with two sides uh four three and a half four foot wide uh, wooden or metal strip 
clearing out into the lake that you're going to park boats at both sides of. Um, this park here, when I say a park, it's basically the whole shoreline of our subdivision over here. The uh, middle body on the south shore of Lake Shimon has a park that's approximately, I'm just throwing out numbers here, but probably 100 foot wide. And then it spans um, the length of uh, Wildwood Street and the, the next street over. Basically, let's call that... Um, couple thousand foot long you know there's gonna yeah. be a uh, hundred ish docks or maybe just under that and maybe plus i guess 70 ish docks on that park strip so that's um, going to force all these people if this if this stays as uh the judge has ruled that's going to make all these people have to take their docks out and then park their boats in their driveway until they can go take them over to the lake to put them in Yes, sir. Yeah. All the back lots, second class citizens, as uh, I would I say. Um, not necessarily the ruling class, but these new front lot owners. And you, I know that you, you had a, a part of your appeal is that the, the case that the judge was citing in making his ruling, you don't feel was the appropriate case to use in this instance. Right. Um, yeah, so the case that he cited, which wasn't even in the judgment, typically when you're using a case to set precedence, you would have to cite that case in the judgment, right? Um, it wasn't. But yes, that case was based on um, a green belt, or basically a property with no ownership that intersects between a landowner and the lake. So there was a case where a green, where riparian rights were granted to um, property owners that had a green belt in front of it. So the judge called this a green belt when it's clearly needed a park on the plat. So we're, uh, yeah, and if anyone just goes and looks at a satellite photo of what the, the land that you're talking about, just, you, you know, yeah. just type in Lake Shimon Glen Echo subdivision, and you can see this uh, this plot of land, uh, this park area, like you said, that runs along Glen Echo Drive. Um, yes. And uh, and and that yeah, I mean, you're looking at a satellite photo, and this was uh, this was taken. Looks like well, okay. Well, this satellite photo itself was. I think this was taken either earlier this year or last year. So, but you can see the docks that are that have been placed in the water, um, and the various structures and things that people have put here. Because as you said, this parkland has been used for well over a hundred years. It's been an understanding that, in fact, not just an understanding. It was part of the original deed, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's going to be a, a quite a lot of people who are going to be affected by this, and essentially it is this one landowner who seeks to undo a century of uh, of access for how many homeowners, roughly, yeah, was, do you think are affected? Because you have those that are, as you said, that are, you know, prime lots, and then the back lots like yourself, you know, how many of those are boat owners that would be affected by the dock issue? And then, of course, you've got the uh, pick your stuff up off the lawn and take it home with you when you're done for the day. You can't leave it overnight, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know, I would, again, just I don't know the numbers, I'm just to be certain, but I would say probably 100 homeowners right. um, yeah. would be backlot owners in the neighborhood. And um, in regards to the original statement of one guy making a noise for it, um, that's how it started. Um, I'm sure now there's other front lot owners very interested in seeing themselves receive, uh, you know, repairing rights and watching their property. That was my next question. I wondered if, if there were other front lot owners, as, as you said, and... and uh, and I think when I looked over the the, the filing, um, I mean, even the the notion of there being what were called front lot owners and back lot owners, I mean, that's those are phrases that were imposed strictly in this judgment. I mean, that that's not something that had been used previously, right? 
That's correct. Um, there's never been a distinction between front or back lot, back lot owners. That's not how the park or property was gifted to the community. That's not how it's written in any deed. This is the first time that distinction has been drawn and effectively making two classes here. Yeah, I was going to say that should be a real interesting uh, neighborhood picnic uh, in the summer, you know, when everybody gets together and it's a bring a dish and let's have some fun. You know, you have one side versus the other, or like six people and the rest of the sub, yeah. the rest yeah, of the neighborhood. It's such a shame. I mean, this has been a very small, tight knit community where everybody gets along, shares, and it's just going to get ugly. I mean, it already is ugly. Families divided, friends and neighbors fighting. Uh, that's a shame. It really is. It's, it's just a shame. So, the other lake uh, access owners in Livingston County or really anywhere, I mean, like as we said before, there's the potential that if this judgment is holds true, that, that they could see similar restrictions on their access. So, Without a doubt. And yeah. if the judgment holds true, I don't know why anyone who shares a, a park or a needed piece of land with access to a lake wouldn't go ahead and sue other than, you know, just being ethical. Well, and, uh, you know, another thing that I think we have to, we should mention is that you pay you back lot owners as the as the as the judgment you pay full taxes and 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 uh, fees and everything like that to be have that lake access correct yes sir there is no distinction in taxation between front or back lot owners um all back lot owners are traded uh taxed involuntarily for uh lake upkeep such as uh weed treatments and harvesting just right. the same as front lot owners so it would seem to me that you know and i guess I'm just, I'm no lawyer, but uh, it seems to me that if this judgment were to hold true, I think if, if you, the so-called backlot owners, I think you would have a case to say, well, look, if you're going to take away my rights you can to act, my taxes, then I mean. you know what, then I should have less taxes, um, you know, and potentially you front lot owners, you can pick up the cost of doing all these things yeah. since you have all this access now. You know, you would sure think so, um, but that isn't the case so far. Right. Um, but again, we're, this is all very new, and we're hoping that, you know, this just gets overthrown because honestly, the whole, the whole case itself is pretty much nonsense. You knew what he bought being a deeded uh in being his home was not lakefront it just had deeded access the same as the rest of ours in fact he argued to the tax tribunal to have his taxes reduced because his property wasn't lakefront and then just turned around and you know said the opposite to try and effectively gain right. lakefront right sounds like kind of a it, it, it sounds. Like, I, I it sounds say, like what it, it sounds it's like. It's a dick move, you know. That's what it is. <laughs> it's, just, it's a dick move. Okay, I'm going to put it out there like it is. <laughs> Who's going to move into a neighborhood and make friends that way? Uh, it does <laughs> nobody. I uh, yeah. All right. So if anyone is, have you guys formed like? Do you have a Facebook page or is there a group? Yeah, thing? yeah. yeah we do actually. Um, if anyone wants to follow along, the Facebook page would be uh, Glen Echo Subdivision and Lake Shemung. Um, an email they can reach out to us at would be uh, sub at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, these are all pretty newly formed and focused on this case. All right. All right. Nate, we well, appreciate uh, it. Nate Persoto, uh, th thank you so much for uh, enlightening on this situation, and we'll certainly uh, pay attention to where the appeal goes. Keep us uh, in the loop, and, um, uh, you know, we'll see what happens, I guess. Absolutely, and thank you guys so much for your time and interest. All yeah, right, thank Nate, you. Thanks. All right, yes, sir, take care. All right, our community spotlight uh, brought to you by Jordan Genso. You can give him a call, 248-444-9777. You can find him on Facebook at Jordan Genso, Community Servant, Community Realtor. All right, and the opinions time. of Mike and John are solely those of Mike and John. <laughs> I think some might be in agreement with us, though. 
<laughs> it's time for the less you know. All right, I, I called it what it is. Yeah, well, well, you yeah. know, no, no, I didn't disagree. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Good morning, Rich Perlberg, and the less you know, you're the guy we go to for that. <laughs> <laughs> you have got the right number. Yeah, we do. You named it. Last time we talked yeah. to you, I think you were the one that said, hey, the less you know. We're like, wait a minute. Yeah. That sounds like the right name for this segment. It sounds like we all grew up with the more you know, and yeah. then that little rainbow star right. thing. And so. now we have the less, less you know. know. Yes. Um, so a couple things to cover today. Yeah. You know, I wanted to start with, uh, you, you brought up the issue about uh, within the, 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 the Livingston County Geo specifically, but I think even more to the national politics uh, within the Republican Party. You know, we have this uh, race for state Senate that's going on uh, on the Republican side for the primary uh, between uh, sitting state Senator Lana Tice and uh, Mike Detmer, uh, who is seeking to win the GOP nomination. And, you know, Detmer is running to the, <laughs> the far right of Lana Tice, who many people would say was already pretty far to the right. Well, yeah, exactly. How crazy is it when Lana Tice isn't conservative enough, you know? Right. And so I guess, you know, what does that say from your perspective? What does it say about just the Livingston County GOP or just the, the, the GOP in general that somebody like Lana Tice, who she's pretty darn conservative, frankly, I mean, has the conservative uh, bona fides. I mean, if you run down the list and the things that she supports, like them or not, but they, they check off doubt. that. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. And, What's that say? Here's the deal. I've been thinking about that. And, and. I think the language we use is out is it isn't um, doesn't cover it. I, you always in the past uh, Republicans, especially in the gerrymandered district, are worried about being uh, primary from the right. But it's not even a right issue right now, as far as right and left or conservative enough. It's more of a what I would what some people call the fringe element of the Republican Party, but it's even hard to call that the fringe anymore because it kind of controls, and that's that's the issue that I was referencing. I saw this long article in Political about Donald Trump coming to Michigan. Uh, I think it's two days from now in Macomb County, and he's targeted Michigan. Michigan Republicans is saying you got to show your proof here. He's endorsed in in ten legislative races. For, and, and to get his endorsements, you've got to you've got to fall you've got to buy hook, line, and sinker the the fraudulent election case. You and if you don't do that, then you're labeled a coward. In well, fact, it's it's Trump, Trump called. I was going to say it's 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 Trump's it's Trump's party. I mean, uh, it's it's you know it is entirely his party, and you're right. So even someone like Lana Tice, who is a Trump supporter, although Trump himself has endorsed Mike Detmer, uh, it's yeah. because Mike Detmer has embraced these lies. Sorry uh, to say, not sorry, not sorry. Uh, the lies that 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 Trump won in in 2020 when he did not. Uh, the lies that there was massive fraud when there was not. Um, and on and on and on. And so you have to bow down and kiss the ring. And I, it, what is interesting is that Lana Tice, the reason why she's now considered an apostate <laughs> is because she was on the government oversight, the Senate Oversight Committee, which uh, signed off on a report last summer that basically had to admit that Michigan's election was fair and that the, the that tr Trump lost in Michigan to Joe Biden. Um, and and that the, the, the false claims of, of massive voter fraud were indeed false. And she signed off on that. And I, I got the sense at the time that the Republicans, including herself, that signed off on it, thought like, okay, we've sort of ridden this as far as we can. Let's... It's, Let's get, it's getting a little nutso now. Let's sign off on this and put it to bed. And it it 
did not happen that way. Well, I think what happened with them, they, they, they wanted, uh, to, to coin a phrase, they wanted to thread the needle. They, they couldn't come flat out and say that it was fraud because they would have to come up with some examples of some evidence. And, and they, as you said, they found there wasn't. Right. Uh, but but they couldn't come out and say, hey, Biden won. So they, they found ways to say things different. Ronald would say, well, we know he was sworn in. That's that's right. code words. Uh, Ann Boland would say, "Well, people have a right to be secure about their elections, <laughs> even though the elections are secure." Right. The, the, the so sowing seeds of doubt. Said it was ninety nine point nine percent accurate. I can't find my car ninety nine percent. That's what they have those little flags you can put by the door so you can find your uh, your car in the parking lot. Well, and, and, <laughs> and I guess. But, but no, I, I, I mean, it's, it's the danger you get into when you feed the fringe a little bit. Oh, okay, I'm going to give into them a little bit. I'll, 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 I'll placate them a little bit. But they always want more. So you got Mike Detmer. I'm sorry. I mean, has Detmer has Detmer proved he can make a living? Well, he hasn't. He's he's got tax. He's got tax issues, um, and you know uh, many other issues. You know, he's advocated uh, things that would basically uh, verge on violence around elections. Um, Yeah, Uh, I I just. you got Bob Bazaar, and Bolin, and Lana Tice. Which one of them said, you know, that's not a good idea? Well, I'm going to go with none of the above. Yeah, I, I, uh, we, we haven't heard it anyway, but I mean... But I've not heard any Republicans, I, I mean, you know, in any positions of authority that have said, that have really disavowed that to the extent to say no. They've made some, like you said, kind of threading the needle statements, but no one in a real position of authority... Uh, that I'm aware of in the Republican Party, you know, condemned, out, outwardly condemned well, that let, statement. Well, let me ask you this, Rich. If, if, okay. Do you think that the mainstream, just the, the middle-of-the-road Republican or conservative is just saying, you know, we know they're, you know, kind of far to the right and kind of out there, so the average person kind of just says, yeah, whatever, and moves on with maybe the Lana Tice vote that's a little closer to the middle-of-the-road, so to speak. I, I think there's a lot of that going on, but I think that's a dangerous road to, to, to travel down because you can see they're never satisfied and 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 i mean you, you've got a guy saying show up armed at, at a livingston county event he said that and he had a candidate for governor who was saying unplug the voting machines if you don't like right. what's going on right uh and nobody has said that's a bad idea so like it's gonna just go away it doesn't go away so do the republicans find themselves i, I mean i guess it's it, the, the point is is that you, you, like you said, uh, Republicans, you know, t- typically have have worried about someone coming from them to, to the right in the primary process, which is exactly what's going on here. So, but the point is, is that it's so sorry, wackadoodle. It's so far out of. It's not even to the right of. It's just out of reality. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That. If someone like Mike Detmer wins the primary, I mean, are the Republicans setting themselves up for putting people like Detmer, like they win the primary and they go, yeah, we got that conservative vote. And then do they have the ability to win a general election? And um, we've got new districts. So, I mean, and that's, that's the, I mean, back and back. Back when dinosaurs roamed the earth, and I was going to college and and going to political science classes, that was the theory that you that in the primaries you went out towards the edge of your party to win the primaries, but then in the general you had to come back and and get closer to the middle where where, where normal America lives. But that's not the way it works anymore. We're so gerrymandered 
uh, I can't imagine a situation where a Democrat could carry Livingston County. I don't. I don't care who the Republican candidate is. Uh, I, I haven't studied it that close in the last few elections, but for a while, uh, straight party votes went like thirty percent Republican, seven percent Democrat. So before you even started counting the other votes, the Republican had an insurmountable lead, no matter no matter who was on the ballot. Right. Uh, uh, I just. Uh, I think I told you that I, you got to get if you get less than sixty percent. As a Republican, people wonder what's what's wrong with you. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, I guess. I mean, it, so, so no, to your point, I mean, yeah. I, I would hope you're right. But Mike Detmer wins the primary. He's he's your state senator. Well, he's he's yeah. I guess. Uh, you, <laughs> well, well, we know he'll come to Congress. Our, Lord, right? uh, come oh, to the Senate with a gun. That's great. That's nice. uh, that's wonderful. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I, I haven't studied the new districts that closely, right. uh, but but I, I I think that Livingston County Senate District is all Livingston County. It and is a few neighboring townships. I don't know the state house, but the big one uh, is is most of the west of the county and the northern half of the county i think that's that's the one that, but, but uh, livingston county makes up the vast majority of that district yeah exactly and um and, right and so and, and, and i just i just I've, i first started covering this county in 1970 and and at that time i probably wrote my first story about the democrats laying in the the, 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 the silent democrats who were ready to make a move in livingston county and that story gets dusted off every five, ten years, and it never happens. No. It never happens. No, and I I think to the extent that, as you you mentioned, for Democrats to win in Livingston County, it is is a tough road, if at all possible, road. Has anybody shown any promise? Well, I mean, I know, you know, uh, Mona Shand, who who, who had run for state house uh, a few years ago, ran about as good as a campaign as I think any Democrat has run. Um, She was a great candidate. Right. And, I mean, she would, and, and I've, I've got Republican friends who said, yeah, she's wonderful. Yeah. But they wouldn't vote for her. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think Mona, you know, Mona herself said she would go and talk to people, and before she would ever say what party she was with, she would talk issues. And she would say, well, on this issue and on that issue. And they'd be like, oh, wow, that's great. Oh, yeah. And then she would, then, you know, by the way, I'm a Democrat. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Door shut. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I, you know it's, uh, and it, that's a shame, you know, because it's, uh, in, in the way I vote, it's, it's um, I'm kind of an independent, so it's whoever the best candidate is at the time. And I don't think enough people think that way. They you know? say they do. A lot of people say that. And I'm not, I'm not talking to you. I'm just saying, I think a lot of people say that, but at the end of the day, they we are, and you mentioned this, you, you alluded to this earlier, Rich, about we are party animals, so to speak. You know, yeah. we, we, not, but not in a good way. No. no. And, and there, is, there is a reason to justify that. If you've got principles of your party and you say, you know what, this isn't the best candidate, but I, I believe that they'll follow the party line. I don't think that's true anymore for either side. Anymore. I really yeah. don't. You know, I think they're all in it for themselves, but that's that's just this one little guy in the basement's <laughs> opinion. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad we have these early morning chats because it makes me so eager to take on the rest of the day. <laughs> right. That's what we're here for. Right. right. I mean, I think I think that there is a, I mean, this is, uh, this is just my, I, I think there is a definite,
definite distinction between the two parties right now. In no way am I saying that the Democrats are angelic and represent all that is good and righteous in the world. Nope. Uh, but uh, I think that there is a a definite difference for anyone who cares to pay attention, and I think that is the issue. And this is just my personal opinion. I just think that there's a there's a lot of willful ignorance that is going on out there. I think a lot of people well, just purposely don't want to really know the truth. It you've is, got to ignore the facts to be a, in many parts of the country. You've got to ignore your lion eyes in order to be a candidate and in order to draw right. enough votes at least to win the primary. Right. I mean, we all saw what happened on January 6th. Yet the official position is nope. No, they were tourists, Rich. They were tourists. They were on a tour. It was a costume. It got a little crazy. Actually, That's all. It was just a little tour. That's all that was happening there. That was not an insurrection. I mean, you can't even call it what it is anymore. I mean, that guy who cheered it on was right. in the Oval Office. Okay? Right. right. And, and he's the one who, who they all pay homage to. And right. So that's, it's like, it wasn't always like this. It wasn't always good buddies or stuff like that. But when I first came to the county, there were ticket splitters. I mean, Republicans won the countywide races, but uh, Richard Austin and uh, um, who was it? Uh, Kelly, Frank Kelly. They, they did really well in Right, so, so Secretary of State and, and Attorney General, yeah. long-time yeah. Democrats. Yeah, I realize. Yeah. <laughs> right, just to give a little context, long-time Democrats who held office for decades. Uh, and, and, right, yeah. right, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and you're right, those ticket splitters that were able to do that, and we're no longer at that place. All right, so uh, we've got 15 seconds. How do we fix our okay. politics? Go rich. <laughs> The less you know. The Republican Party slogan, the less you know, the more elections we win. You know, it was funny when, when John asked that question, and about seven seconds in, the lights flickered, I think, because of the wind. Yeah. So I, that I'm, was the answer. It's like, I, there is no answer. Uh -oh. We're in the dark. That's America, everybody. So, Well, I don't know that we've really solved anything other than oh, heck no. adding to our depression. But, uh, well, let's continue it. Yeah. Right. Truly, this segment has lived up to its name, the less you know. All right. Hey, Rich, thanks Thanks for checking in today. We appreciate it. Have a great week. All right, bye-bye. All right, uh, of course, our uh, show brought to you by our friends at Firehouse Doors, located in Livingston County, serving the county residents and businesses for the past 24 years. Family-owned business, showing each and every customer that they're like family. Firehouse Doors, veteran-owned, Mike serving in the U.S. Air Force and deployed to Operation Desert Shield and Desert Storm. Firehouse doors are one-stop shop for residential and commercial doors. Rolling steel overhead door needs two. So give them a call today. Today is the last day for that Mike and John special. I, I, it, I think they'll take you through tomorrow. <clears throat> You know they're they're very reasonable. Well, they'll go to the end of the week. So right. you got a so day and a half. Saying. So you got through tomorrow, through April first. Call Firehouse Doors. Tell them Mike and John sent you, and you save five percent off your entire bill. No exclusions apply. And we are, by the way, proud and happy to announce that Firehouse Doors uh, is uh, has renewed, and they are going to stay uh, the sponsor of Mike and John Got It Going On. So thank you to Mike and Kim uh, for your support, and of course uh, we want to thank everyone else for their support of this program. We have heard so many kind words and supportive things that people have said uh, that they are coming to the program, they enjoy the program, they're coming to the website to get updated news, and uh, we are just thrilled to be able to uh, sort of, uh, you know, come off what we came off of. <laughs> 
<laughs> rebound is yeah, what they call it. We're on the rebound. We're on the rebound. Yes, we are. We're on the comeback because <laughs> you know what they say, the comeback is greater than the setback. That's what they say. Oh, you know, as they say. That's what they say. Right, and little... you know what else they say? What? Go to MikeAndJohnPodcast.com. Yeah. There's a merch store there where you too can be sporting a shirt absolutely. just like John King. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you'll see. Yeah, so that here's the thing. That's one of uh, many other options right. that are available. And, uh, and we've got uh, lots of uh, you know female-friendly items that are there as well. You can check that out. So that's one way where you support the program by purchasing the merch. You get this lovely merchandise uh, that you can sport around. And then, uh, it, you know, the, here's the thing. We wear T-shirts with, with uh, logos and phrases and things on it. And sometimes we, I like, I personally like to wear shirts that people go, what is that? And, and and that's usually the stain on that shirt. Right. Hey, what is that? That's chili. That was lunch. That, that was body butter. Yeah. The grapefruit uh, stuff. My, my body butter. <laughs> okay. But Spirit of Livingston is a great line. Yeah. Uh, Danny and uh, the gang, Nicole, have been... Uh, just awesome to yeah. work with. So if you have a business, you want to check in with them. They they do more than just uh, just shirts and t-shirts and hoodies and uh, and stickers. They do travel mugs, which we have a new. Oh, like do we have a travel mug? We do have a travel mug. And the coffee mug. Yeah. What happened to the mug? It's in the washer. It's our, see, it's, it's wash. It's dishwasher yeah. friendly. It is dishwasher friendly. So that's I'm good using my news. Spider-Man mug. Yes. I'll just, I guess I'll support Sony. <laughs> <laughs> Go to spiritoflivingston.com or call 517-545-8831. You can go online and check out our merch store right. on the Mike and John podcast. And that's too. that's one way to support us and get some merch. Or we want to thank all the people that have supported us on Venmo that are stepping up and just, you know, hey, here's 5 10 bucks, here's 25 bucks. $250 people have stepped up, and it is amazing. We want to thank everyone. And if if that's how you would like to support the show, please go ahead and do so. You'll find that link again at mikeandjohnpodcast.com, or you can just go to Venmo. It's Mike and John Podcast, and uh, you can make your support known there. And as well, uh, we've had great interest from uh, local businesses who have been asking about uh, how they can advertise uh, on the program. Um, you on know, the website too. On the website. And another thing that we're we're as we get into the warmer weather, we're really excited about being able to take the podcast on the road. So if you would like to have the Mike and John podcast record from your place of business, we can do the show from your place of business. And let's just put it this way: if we're at your place of business, you're going to get well a shower full of shameless. Plugs over the course Plus of two that. or three people will come and visit us yeah. while we're on the spot. We think so. It's a uh, it's a podhole cast. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. <laughs> no, all right. Our marketing department is sleeping right now. But it, we're, we're excited. So there's lots of different opportunities. We can't wait to get out on the road, and so we're looking forward to things like that. All right. Are we ready for the two-cent history lesson Are for we? today? Uh, as we mentioned earlier on, Bunsen Burner Day. Remember the Bunsen Burner? Yeah. Today's the birthday of its creator. Robert Wilhelm Eberhard oh, von Bunsen. Oh, what's okay? I was waiting for the Bunsen. There's a von Bunsen in right, there, so uh, they shortened it up. Thank von Bunsen. <laughs> Thus, he created the Bunsen burner. Sure, remember that from science class. Heat right. up chemicals, and he had that little, glass. he had that sparker thing. Yeah, it was like the the yeah. It, had, it was like had a graphite flint or yeah, whatever on there. Like and, yeah. yeah, it was a flick thing. Yeah, I just squeeze it. it. We're doing this, and it, the <laughs> people are going, "What the hell?" If, if someone's watching and they don't have the volume up right now, they're like, "What is happening if on the show this, right now? What are they we're doing?" Working our wrists, yeah. it's, you know, because we're fighting the My arthritis. <laughs> Spark up the Bunsen burner. You know, you need some body butter on your no, I hear Don't helps. get the body butter. That <laughs> helps out the arthritis. Don't get the body butter near the Bunsen burner. No. 1918 on this day, daylight saving time went into effect for the first time in the United States. 1918. 
Know. There was a reason for that. This Does might it be, say it's it might be flammable. All right. <laughs> it's hot stuff. 1923, the first dance marathon in America was held. Oh, my gosh. Alma Cummings set a world record. Crazy. By spending 27 hours on her feet dancing. These kids. Way to go, dancing. Alma. This is the world's coming to dance an end. It's like nobody's watching. They're, these kids with their dancing and their TikTok. Oh. Next thing you know, they're twerking. <laughs> For 27 hours. Wow, that's some skill. <laughs> that's a, you got to oil those hips up. We recommend body butter. <laughs> oil those hips up. <laughs> a little lubrication. 1958, Chuck Berry's rock and roll single, Johnny Be Good, was released on this day. Oh, yeah. Johnny Be Good. Jimi Hendrix set fire to his guitar live on stage for the first time in 1967. The Newport Music Festival. He right? was in London, 24-hour oh. date tour with the Walker Brothers, right. Cat Stevens, and Engelbert Humperdinck. What Boy, there's a lineup. I was wrong. I thought it was at Newport. I was in, uh, I in England. In, in 24-hour yeah, 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 tour yeah. date. Okay. The Walker Brothers, right. you know them. Yeah. You know the Walker Brothers. I don't know the Walker you Brothers. You do know the Walker Brothers. I know the Parker Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the Walker yeah, Brothers. Yeah, you do. Do I? Yeah. I know the Chamber Brothers. Oh, wait a minute. I know the... Maybe uh, I was thinking the Chamber Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was thinking Cat Stevens and Engelbert Humperdinck, along with Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Well, is that one of those things? From hey, Sesame don't forget, Hendrix opened for the Monkees. Oh yeah. You know, so you had some mishmash going on there yeah, in the in the mid to late '60s. They're like, what kind of music was yeah. going on here? And that led to the Monkees' head movie. Yeah. yeah. 1984, Kenny Loggins started the three-week run on the U.S. charts with his single "Footloose." Everybody cut. Jimmy Page escaped being knifed when a fan rushed the stage in 1995 at the Page and Plants tour. The gig was here in Michigan, Auburn Hills. Really? Fan was stopped by two security guards Good to know. who knifed him instead. After the arrest, he told police he wanted to kill Jimmy Page because of the satanic music that he was playing. Jimmy Page? Jimmy Page. Really? Okay. Yeah. Satanic music. We all know it was the Walker Brothers. Do we know the Walker Brothers? What was their hit song? That's all we can play. Or the, right. or YouTube <laughs> the YouTube won't take our video. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And finally, in 2011, the Australian band Men at Work lost an appeal against a ruling which found their 1983 hit Down Under was partly copied from a folk song and I believe was the Kookaburra song. No? Kookaburra sits in the old gum tree. Mary Mary King hmm. of the Bush of huh. Tea. There you have it. That's your two-cent history All right. Uh, we want to thank our friends at Murphy's Family Auto. Right. Call today. Schedule an appointment, 517-552-3040, or stop by their shop on D19. Murphy's Family Auto. Your car knows. Murphy'sFamilyAuto.com. Say hi to Glenn and Dennis Forrest. Yes. All right. All right. So uh, you think you deserve a vacation. I tomorrow. do. I'm taking vacation tomorrow day. This but, is an unpaid uh, day, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, yeah. I haven't earned. I, we haven't worked long enough to earn a vacation day yet. Yeah. yeah. But here's what we're going to do tomorrow. What are we going to do tomorrow? We are going to uh, repost a classic episode from season yeah, one. Yeah, from season one. You know, we <laughs> yeah. haven't really talked about this. Yeah. So we are in uh, season one of right. Mike and John got it going on. So when I, you know, uh, doing these episodes, I upload to there's a website I, we've talked about rss.com, and um, that we upload the. The episode two and RSS.com. real stupid stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and basically, RSS.com allows our uh, allows uh, Spotify and iTunes to pick up our show automatically. If you put it to RSS.com, then it picks it up automatically and goes to those services. And okay. it does not cover Little, your mama's eight no, track. No, it does not. We're well, still working on that technical that 
thing that doesn't exist. Anyway, so that's a little inside thing. But when we upload it to RSS.com, um, you have to title. It, it has to title. It makes you say, "What season is this?" And then, "What what's the episode number?" So, this is this is episode thirty six, I believe. Wow, and we're still in season one. Time. We haven't decided how many. When are we going to season two? When we hit our one hundredth episode. You th- I was just what I was thinking. A hundred episodes, and then we'll go to season two. We're not sure when that'll be. Oh, if it's too much if, math. If it will be, you know. But um, with your support, it'll continue. It will. We and you know what? If we hit a hundred shows. We're going to have a party. Oh, we'll have to have a bash. We have to have a party. You know, yeah, when we, so. we bring up your calendar. I'm just curious. When roughly. You want me to so do the math just, right Just now? bring up your calendar. Yeah, you know, I just, I just, I can just, we're not going to give you an exact date or anything, right. but just roughly right, speaking, so. yeah, bring up the calendar. Okay. So, so we're we're go to March. April. All right. Oops. Got to go to April. It's the wrong month. What are you doing? I got to go the other way. What are you doing? Plus. Uh, no, okay. uh, that's no, no. Now you're Oh, no. I just had it. Calendars. Here okay. we go. Nope, we don't need birthdays, no. do we? This is an this old is, guy trying to figure Mike out trying his to work phone. Out his phone. <laughs> All, right. All, right, All right, so here we go. Here we go. Okay. All right, so here we are right there. The red day is where we're at, the 31st of March. All right, so we roughly do 20 shows a month. Yeah, we right. roughly. So, so, we so, we have, so we have three more months. So April, May, June... So, so we'll be the roughly ju- beginning right of, July, of July, right around the fourth of July, we could that? be celebrating our hundredth anniversary, Somewhere and maybe, maybe we'll do a pool party. A pool party? Yes, a podcast pool party with In- flippers <laughs> and a mask oh. and a snorkel. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> pool party. Kool Aid oh, will yeah. be there if you drink enough of that Kool Aid. <laughs> okay, people <laughs> like. Yeah, so yeah, right. <laughs> I get to see you in a pool. Oh boy, <laughs> sign me up for that. John will wear a thong for oh, that one yeah. hundredth episode. I'm not going to be here. Right. That I'll day. wear my uh, depends thong. <laughs> um, so all right, so we're looking forward to that. Are we? So it's still season one. John's going to pick up a best of <laughs> a classic version. It may be the doggy biscuit one. I'm thinking. I don't yeah. know. Uh, we'll yeah. see what one. I, uh, I don't know for, for know, the week. Well, we'll enjoy it either way. Yeah, we will. I think. Or yeah. you will. Well, somebody will. Right. I, I don't we know. hope you will. I don't know. All right. I think Are we, did we do everything? I, I think so. Do we miss anything? Uh, well, it's Thursday, right. and we got the last you know. Well, there's we the band. We gave the so. answer to yeah. the uh, parents' question. Remember, give your kids a good name. A good name. A good name. A good name. Yeah. Not like Steve Martin and the jerk when the guy asked him what his dog's name was. <laughs> yeah. If you saw the jerk, that you know. dog no hero. <laughs> All right. All right. <sighs> I gotta go pack. I'm glad you said pack. I thought you were gonna say I gotta go pee. I mean, <laughs> I already did that in my defense long. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so you can get that on our. For number one. <laughs> Our merch store. <laughs> it's just not very good at number two. <laughs> ah. 